Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back, everyone. I want to welcome everyone to the podcast. I got David here. How you doing, David? I'm doing great. Good. I'm Chad, and uh, we're back for another podcast. We've got plenty to talk about this evening. Of course, there's never any shortage, right, when it comes to... (laughs) Never. Yeah. So we'll try not to keep you here too long, but (laughs) we're trying to stick to an hour. We appreciate everyone that's been listening, and uh, we're excited that you're back with us. Um, and so, we, uh, as always, we'd love to hear from you. If uh, anyone has any questions or anything they'd like us to discuss, you can send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. And that's also on the uh, description of this uh, podcast, so you can click on it there. Um, you can send us a message on Facebook at Speaking the Truth in Agape Love. We're on Facebook. Go ahead and like the page and share it. Um, we'd love to uh, uh, spread this out to all who would uh, who enjoys podcasts it's kind of a new thing that's kind of taken off in a, a great way to talk about God's word and so uh, I know I've been enjoying it and you have too David oh absolutely so um, we've we, you know it's a, a good way for us to communicate but we'd love to hear from you if you have any thing that you'd like to discuss um, also we welcome you to if you're in Blackfoot stop in and worship with us please come by yeah and uh our worship is at 10 a.m um our, we have classes at 10 a.m and our worship's at 11 on sundays uh blackfoot uh, 370 north shilling blackfoot idaho pretty sure that's it yeah that's it yeah 370 north shilling so we'd love to see you um if you're in the area and come worship with us um also wednesday evenings we have bible study at 7 30 same place so you're welcome to come so today um, we, we, we had a great uh, worship Sunday. Um, we, uh, Brother David brought us a lesson on um, the mainstream. And basically, you know, some people uh, that we come in contact with, you know, ask, well, why do you do what you do? You know, what, what are some of the things that, um, you know, make, you know, put, uh, what are some of the things that make you worship the way you do? Yeah. Well, it's the Bible. It's what we've been given uh, as an example. We we use an example from the Bible on how we ought to conduct our worship. And even the things that the church does and doesn't do, um, clear down to the funds used that are given, um, we try to you know stick right to the gospel and what it says on how we can distribute those funds and use them for... Because basically when we give our money... Um, we give it's God's money from there on out. That's right. And so we have to be really careful how we spend God's money. And you know, there, you know, according to the scriptures, um, it gets abused from time to time uh, by Christians. And and so that's kind of what we what the lesson was about Sunday. And you know, a lot of people will accuse us of being mean or um, unfair. Um, or too strict. Oh, you guys are, you know, you're being too strict. And and the thing that we've said all along is we've been doing this, and, and really my whole life is, um, you know, we're doing the best we can to follow the Bible, and that's what we're doing. It's not what you say, David, or what I say. That's right. It's what God says. So if you have a problem with it, you're basically arguing with God. That's yeah. what I always say. And good luck with that on Judgment Day. Yeah, and I sure don't want to argue with God. Um, you know, in, you know, we see that with our children. Um, you know, they want to argue about a decision that you made or a punishment that you give them, um, and that doesn't go very over very well, does it? <laughs> it never does for my kids. No, and and so you know, that's that's kind of how we are with God. Um, I certainly don't want to argue with Him on anything. I'm going to do my best to stay on the safe side and do what you know he's written for us and so those are kind of the things that we're going to discuss today is you know what's in the scripture what does the bible say about why we do what we do and why we don't do what we do that's right you know and in acts eleven twenty six is really the foundation um onto what we were talking about it says starting in verse 26 of acts 11 
It says, And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that from the whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Okay. Now also understand, there was no hyphen to that. It was a simple Christian. It wasn't a Baptist Christian or, or something before the, the name Christian. It was a simple Christian. Mm-hmm. And then when you look... At First um, Corinthians, chapter one, verse eleven, or rather, verse ten of First Corinthians, chapter one. Mm-hmm. This is Paul. He he's pleading with the brethren. He says, "Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment." Now, here he is telling them to speak the same thing, to be of the same mind, have no divisions among them. The only way that you can have no divisions is to simply do what God says yeah. and do not add to it and do not take away from it. And that's, that's really what we need to strive to do as we serve God. You know, the examples as it... Uh, let me turn over there. Second Thessalonians, chapter two, verse fifteen. Okay. It says, "Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle." So, stand fast and hold the traditions, and the traditions are what is written down for us. You know, and we have examples of what the church did and and how they how they worshiped God how they used his money how they how they distributed it to mm-hmm. the needy and those are the traditions that we need to hold to yeah and and we can't add to it we can't take away from it now a lot of people think well you know times have changed now we have um really good institutions to to help further the cause. Why can't we use the Lord's money for those? Well, because it's not found in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, we're coming into new things, whereas in they didn't, you know, they didn't have colleges, they didn't have orphanages, you know, all of these things that, that we now have. They didn't have it then. However, as it says in Matthew twenty four thirty five, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass. So even though everything changes, the word of God doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Now we hold to the traditions that he taught us because they lead to eternal life. Mm-hmm. When you step out of that, you are now speaking into the silence. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine says the secret things belong to the Lord, and those things revealed belongs to us and to our sons forever, so that we don't perish. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's going to be silence in Scripture. The silence is not there so you can dig into it and come to your own conclusions, because your conclusion, Chad, is going to be different than my conclusion as we dig into the silence of the Scripture. Mm-hmm. So, going back to 1 Corinthians 1.10, we're not going to be of the same mind at that point, are we? Yeah, no. We're, we're going to be different. <clears throat> and so, th- the only way that we can stick to the same thing and have the same mind is to only follow what the Word of God says. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Um, these kinds of things identify the church. And uh, I, wanted to, I just thought of something as we're Perfect. going along here. And in our in our study um, uh, in evangelizing the lost that we just finished oh, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, on Wednesday evening, um, you know, it's it, he says here. I'm just going to read this. Um, says, how do we find Christ Church today? Because some might say, well, how do we find it? Yeah. Well, okay. How do we know we're in the right church or we have the right church? Because there's so many today. And and it says. Um, we reply by asking, how do we find anything today? Suppose a person has a 1999 Toyota Camry. It is gray with blue interior and has the license number 
GPN020 with Florida tags. That person goes out to the parking lot and spots a new Mercedes convertible with white interior and a personalized license tag Cherry G from New York. That person says, that's not my car. It's not a hard process at all to identify, right? That's right. You know what you drive. You know, and I, I, I uh, this is something that um, we kind of laugh about in my family because with my wife, she just sees a white tr- pickup truck. I'm like, that sounds like my wife. Well, what was it? Was it a Ford, a Chevy, Dodge? You know, how old? How new? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, it was, you know, and Pax and I will we'll kind of gang up on her just because, you know, that's what you do. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, well, was it an F350 with a, you know, a diesel <laughs> engine or was it a yeah. gas engine? And she just rolls her eyes at us, you know. Um, but, you know, identifying things is easier for some people than others, especially whether it's a tool or, you know, some or a car going by, you're like, oh, that was a Ford, you know. Some of us can give a better description than others. Yeah. But if we're sent out and we're given a description of something, which if you relate this to the Bible, we're given a description of the church, are we not? Absolutely. And so we don't go out and, and just search. Uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty good criteria. Mm-hmm. That we can go through a checklist, and we and we can go through those here. Um, but we're, are they called Christians? Like he says right there, where they were first called Christians in Corinthians. Yeah. Um, and and so those kinds of things. But if it veers away, it's not this. It's not the same car. It's not the. Um, you know, it's not the Toyota Camry, the nineteen ninety nine Toyota Camry. That's right. It's something different. It's a Mercedes, and so. That's a good analogy for us to look at when we're trying to find the right church or find like-minded Christians. Yeah. And and really, all we're trying to do is follow that description that, that Jesus gave us, yeah. basically. And you brought out a really good point and something that we've talked about in the past where people find a church that fits their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this kind of ties into, well, is it the Lord's church or is it another church you know is it just either a man-made church or is it is it the lord's church acts 2 47 and this is right after three thousand souls were added to the lord yeah okay everyone was in jerusalem it was the day of pentecost and then a little bit later it says in, in verse 47 praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily those who are being saved now we have to understand you know in in acts 238 that is when we find out let me turn over there as they were seeking how can we turn to the lord and how can we be saved by god you know have our sins washed away as they just realized that they persecuted christ Peter responds to them in verse 38 and says, And Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now understand, who was doing the baptizing? Christ was already dead and ascended into heaven. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't the one baptizing them, right? It was the disciples or the apostles who were baptizing so down in verse 47 it's the same scenario they're the ones baptizing people but yet who added them to the church the lord that's right the lord did Mm -hmm. so the same is for us today when we're baptized into christ you know as galatians 3 27 says you know we're, we're clothed with christ at baptism here we understand that christ isn't the one literally baptizing us in the water he's he's at the right hand of the father on high however he is still the one that adds you to his church so the real question is is if you are not doing what he has asked of you is he going to add you it doesn't matter who baptizes you. It doesn't matter anything else. If you don't follow his plan of salvation, he doesn't add you. Yeah. 
And that's that's the reason why we only stick to the Bible. Yeah, and and there's a whole list of things, you know, and I think of Naaman. Naaman? Uh, Naaman. Yeah. When when he um, wanted Elijah, right? Elijah or Elisha? Oh, man, you caught the me top off my head. I think it was Elijah. Elijah. Elisha? Elijah. Anyways, it, the, it doesn't matter. One of those two. Of those two. You know, he had this envision in his mind of how this was going to be. There was going to be some big fanfare. It was Elisha. Elisha. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, it just hit me. that's fine. But, but he, he, he envisioned that this man of God was going to come up and there was going to be, you know, a big fanfare presentation kind of, you know, yeah. I don't know. And it was going to be big and huge and, and he was just going to cure me and all is going to be well and we're going to celebrate and I can give him some money and pay him. I'm going to bring all these gifts for him because he cured me and my leprosy. And remember, the, he sent Elijah, Elisha. Elisha sent his servant to talk to him. Actually, his servant. To his servant. Well, um, Elisha's servant was not supposed to chase after Naaman. Mm-hmm. But the servant wanted the extra clothing. No, no, no. I mean, Elijah sent his servant to tell him what to do. Oh, yeah. He didn't even talk you're to right. him. I was thinking after. Yeah, you were after. You're, you're, that comes <laughs> That comes, comes later. later. But what I'm saying is, like, in his mind, he had this preconceived idea of what you might say religion is. Yeah. Okay. And it was nothing like he thought. Mm-hmm. When he was given the directions, he threw his nose in the air. What? I got to go dip seven times? You know, and I think it's a great example for us because that's what we do today. We're like, well, this is crazy. I, you mean I have to get baptized? What? And we throw our nose in the air. We don't want to listen to the instruction. Yeah. You know, and the same as, as Naaman. But when his servant come to him and says, hey, you know, thank goodness for his servant. Yeah, Naaman's servant. Naaman's servant. Yep. Saying, hey, well, if he told you to do something great, wouldn't have you done that too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, why not try this? And when he went and did it, it was an obedience thing. That's right. And that's and that's where we're at here as Christians, as when we be baptized, it's not that the water, it's the it's the obedience. That's right. It's the obedience of um, uh, putting yourself out there and asking forgiveness and and stating that you believe that Jesus is the Christ. Just obeying. making a confession. Yeah. That obedience, and that's why it's so important for your mind to be in the right spot. Yeah. You don't want to just be doing it because someone told you to. You have to understand that. Yeah. And understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you bring out another good point with Naaman that mm. we we tend to ask ourselves today as well. Why couldn't he dip in cleaner water? There's yeah. so much cleaner water. And that's water. what he said. There's better rivers. Why do I got to go to the Jordan? Right. Yeah. Apparently the Jordan was a dirty river. Yeah. And so why do I got to go there? Mm. Well, take that into example for us today people ask the question well why do i have to get baptized yeah because god said yeah god said this is the way for forgiveness of sins it's the 1999 toyota camry yeah <laughs> i mean it's seriously, the way it's it's the way it's the that and you know and that's that's the thing uh people we get accused a lot and i think we're all worried about you know talking about this it's a it's a difficult subject to talk about yeah but there's so many people who, I mean, if you got one thing out of place, you know, it's not, it's not the Toyota Camry. It's not the church. Yeah. Well, and, and you took, you know, what if it was, so your car was a 1999 Toyota Camry. It was mm-hmm. brown. Mm-hmm. What if you find another 1999 Toyota Camry, but it was red? Yeah. It's not the one it's that was described. It's not the same one. No. And uh, James 2 Verse 10 is a very strong verse for us to understand. In verse 10 of James 2, he says, For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. Yeah. And that's the exact point that you're talking about, Chad, is if you're good on seven points, but you're you're off on three, or Whoa. off on two, or off on one, that is not... The church that Christ established. Yeah, and and let, let's say like for example, 
um, a church decides, you know, it's such a hassle with this whole COVID thing and the Lord's Supper and stuff. We're just going to do it once a month. Yeah. It's safer. It's, it's safer and easier that way. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe once a quarter, you know, David, brother David talks about that, um, where he's seen churches do that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you just, you just separated something. You pulled something out of the car, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and made it not the car. Yeah. You made it not the church. So you, you've, you've gone away from our example that we're given to partake of the Lord's Supper yep. on the first day of the week. And you've, you've taken away from it. Which is Sunday. That's right. Sunday's not the Sabbath. Sabbath is seven. That's Saturday. Yep. You know, and that, there's some confusion there amongst um, Christians. So the first day of the week is Sunday, and you partake of the Lord's Supper. Yeah. So if you take one of those out because it seems like a good idea because of the times, you know, people use all these excuses. It's not the church. You've yeah. just made it not the church. It's 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 That's not right. what the church looks like. And you know, going back to that, the question on baptism. You know, we see the 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 meaning behind baptism in Romans six. We were talking about this in our Wednesday evening class, I, I believe, as well. Verses three through five. Okay, what is it again? Romans chapter six. Okay, Romans six. You're welcome to look these up with us if Absolutely. you like. Absolutely. And, you know, this just brings out the question, why? You okay. know, to answer this question, why do we get baptized? Okay. Excuse me. What verse was it? Uh, verses 3 through 5 okay. of Romans 6. And this is Paul speaking. He says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the symbolic movement. You know, we died as Christ was uh, hung on the cross and died on the cross. As we're standing in that grave being ready to be baptized, and we confess Him, and then we're buried in baptism. We're buried into that watery grave. Just as Christ was buried into the tomb, we were buried into that grave. And then as He arose from the glory of the Father, we also, as we come out of that watery grave, we leave the old man dead in that grave, and we walk in newness of life with Him. That's when we are clothed with Christ. Yeah. And then then we... Walk in newness of life. So we leave the, the sins of the old man behind. You know, all the sins that we have ever practiced in. Whatever it is. All of them. You know, not just one. All of them. We leave that old man in that grave. And we walk in newness of life with with the Lord. Yeah, and something that I want to point out real quick that, yeah. that just, just popped out at me. In verse 5 there, um, he says, United together in likeness of his death. That's right. Uh you, and I was gonna find. I was gonna hopefully find a way to point this out, but it just pops out at me here <laughs> later on. But I'm gonna bring it up now. Absolutely. You've heard uh, Christians um, when there's an argument or a disagreement about scripture say, "Well, we can agree to disagree." <laughs> so does this sound like agreeing to disagree right here when we're baptized into Christ? Yeah. No, he says unite together in likeness of His death. That's right. And, and that's the thing. We're uniting to Christ. Yeah. Not to David, not to anyone else, not to nobody. You know, and, you know, there's been, um, you know, I've, I had some, uh, I worshiped with the church in Pocatello for a while mm-hmm. here. And there was a, a big issue that came up with marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And that was the mindset that, well, we can agree to disagree. You think this way and you think this way. But no, you can come together based off the scriptures. That's right. And if you have a problem with it, you're arguing against what it says in the Bible, not what so-and-so says or so-and-so. Yeah. And, and so unite, uniting is so important for us Christians to come together because we're, we're trying to, um, you know, um, oh, 
resist the devil. That's you know, right. As together, we're trying to resist all those temptations and all those bad things in this world. Yeah. That's why we unite together. Yeah, that brings out a very good point. You know, and that also talks about First uh, Corinthians one verses ten as as we as the place that we started. You know, being of the same mind and and walking the same way and being of the same judgment. But that also brings out Ephesians four. Okay. And please turn over there with me if you are listening. Please turn over there. Yeah, with turn me. over. Ephesians four. Let's read one through six because this is very important. I'm going to read this, and then I want to ask a question, you know. Yeah. But let's read this. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, this is Paul speaking again, beseech you to walk worthy of the call with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with longsuffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called into one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Okay. So after reading this, ask yourself the question, how many ways can you please the Father? There's one, there's one way. One way. How many ways can you, how many faiths are there? There's one faith. How many baptisms are there? There's one baptism. You know, and so it's important to study His Word and work together, mm-hmm. you know, and not agreeing to disagree, as Chad, you were talking about it. It's not about that. You but didn't it's about, see anywhere where the Christians agreed to disagree. That's right. It's about coming to the Word of God and letting God show you what's right or wrong or indifferent. Now, yeah. you know, you brought out a uh, a topic that a lot of people have a problem with and and the problem is is because they get themselves into a predicament and then they want they don't want to correct the problem you know you're talking marriage divorce and remarriage yeah so (laughs) so they don't want to correct the problem yeah but when you look at ezra 10 you know as in the old testament they were forbidden to marry pagan wives which is any woman outside of the tribe of israel they were forbidden well, in Ezra, they did, and they married, and they had, they had wives, and they had children, and then they wanted to come back into the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. where they were away from the Lord, and they were being persecuted, and they were suffering, and they knew that they had to come and turn their heart back to the Lord. In Ezra 10, you see that in order to come back to the Lord, they had to leave their wives and go back. And serve God. They had yeah. to leave their wives and their children. See, God's word doesn't change to fit your life. Yeah. You have to change your life in every way to fit his word. Yeah. And that is the one faith that you are called yeah. into. And that's not easy. No, it isn't. And and I would never insinuate that it is. And that's why we have to be so careful, you know, starting out as a young person, you know. Getting involved with girlfriends and things like that, mm-hmm. boyfriends that aren't of the faith. That's right. You know, uh, it's it's a very dangerous um, thing line to walk, and that's why you got to get it sorted out before you get married. You yeah. Know? Well, and I don't want to uh, go off on a tangent here, but a question that often arises is: is well, what if all of this happened before I came to the Lord? Yeah. Now, that is a very important question. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 13, verses, verse 4, tells us. It says, Marriage is honorable among all, and the yeah. bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. So, marriage is honorable among all. Not Christians, not those who are following Christ, but all. Yeah. And so... That's a key point, too. Now, I, I didn't want to go off on a tangent there, no. but you brought it up, so I... Well, and the thing is, too, you know, this could be a good time to interject, um, you know, First Corinthians 2, 16. Yeah. You know, when we want to, you know, we got to realize, and I'll just read it, If First um, Corinthians 2, 16. It says, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's right. And and that's what the Bible is, you know. It's the mind of Christ, and it's and 
and you can't argue against it. No. You have no choice but to do what it says. Yeah. And John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yeah. So the Word there is referring to Christ. Christ is the Word of God. So, as you were saying, Chad, His Word, the Bible, is His mind. Yeah. And it has been completed and given to us. Yeah. How blessed are we to have the mind of Christ? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally blindside you here. Okay. But I think you're ready for it. I, I kind of have a question for you. I'm gonna okay. read. I'm gonna read Acts four twelve. Okay. Okay. And you had this in your lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, says nor is there any, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is one. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So there's no other salvation. Now, what would you say if someone says, "Yeah, but we we have core beliefs." So our core Christian beliefs, they're right on. We're the same. We just got these other things that don't matter that we're doing, but we still have the same core. Yeah. What would you say to someone well, that and tells you that? So that's when I go to James 2.10. See, I knew you'd have an answer. Well, and, and that's... <laughs> well, because this is where, again, you know, when, when you're able to go to His Word... Yeah. You can't argue with his word. That's what we're saying this like, whole like time. Yeah. My all out of all the studies that I've had with people, the easiest and best studies, even if they're difficult studies, they're still easy when I can take them to the word of God. Because you're not arguing with David. That's right. You're arguing with the word. Yeah. And so when somebody and comes we're not to trying me, trying to argue at all, we don't ever want oh, to argue. Absolutely not. We just want to state truth. That's right. But there's a difference between arguing and presenting the truth. Yeah. And and so we're presenting the truth. And so that question, here's what I do when, when somebody does that. Okay. I take them to Acts 2.10. And since you asked the question, why don't you read that? I think you said James 2.10. James 2.10. Okay, yeah. You just said Acts 2.10. Oh, sorry. James so, 2.10. James. <laughs> okay, I'll read it. James, James. James 2, chapter 2, verse 10 says, yes. For whoever shall keep the whole law... And yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. So then from there, I'll ask you the question, how does that sound like to you? Is that okay, what you're doing? Well, and what are core beliefs? That's right. I mean, really, there's no core or there's nowhere in the Bible that says you have to believe. As long as you believe these three things, that fourth one, it's just a, you know, bonus question. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, you know, <laughs> to go along with that, Revelation 22, 18 and 19. Now, this one is, is very powerful as well. He says, okay. For I testify to everyone who hears the word of this prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Yeah. So again, I would ask you the question, are you adding to it or are you taking away from it? Yeah. Now, the only way you could answer that question is if you go to the Word of God, mm-hmm. if it says it in the Word of God and you're, you're doing it, do it. Yeah. That you need to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's not there and you're doing it, you have added to it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's there and you refuse to do it, you're mm-hmm. taken away from it. Well, and I think it's good for us to have these um, things in our back pocket because these are some of the things that we're asked all the time. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, we try not to put labels on everyone, but, you know, this is a, um, this is a big problem amongst Mm -hmm. Christians is not being united like we talked before. That's right. You know, and we, we've, we get accused of being antis or... (laughs) Um, liberal or conservative you know those kinds of things and you use mainstream Mm -hmm. explain that one the mainstream so that goes to the terms institutional and non-institutional which um institutional typically supports institutions like Mm -hmm. colleges or orphanages yeah yeah. and non-institutional they don't support it. Yeah. And and the reason why they don't support it is because it's not found in Scripture. Yeah. Where with the institutional or the mainstream, 
they begin to accept these things and, and using the Lord's money to fund them. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get upset when you start using these labels that mm-hmm. we've given it. The thing is, what everyone needs to be looking at is what does the Bible say? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you're tagged with one of these, make sure you're doing what the Lord's, you know, what the Lord says in the book. Yeah. And and that's the important thing. I don't care who you are, where you worship, make sure you're following the whole word of God. You know, like he says here, whoever hears the words of this prophecy of, of this book. Now, there's a lot of people who say, well, he's just talking about revelation. You know, mm-hmm. no, it's the book. It's the whole, it's, yeah. it's his written word, his, his inspired word. Um, and, and, and I start, you know, I'm reminded every time I read this, I, I remember, I think it's Thomas Jefferson was, uh, one of our founding fathers of America mm-hmm. and they actually have his Bible on display and he didn't like what it said in some spots. And so he would just cut the word out of the page. Or the spot <laughs> oh, you're kidding. or a verse out of the page. Have you not heard this? Uh-uh. I'm pretty sure it was Thomas Jefferson. It was one of them. I, I'm pretty sure I've it was I've never actually heard of it. Wow. You'll have to Google it. I'll tell you what. Google it and send us an email if I'm right. How's that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> we're, we're anxious to get some response from some of the folks that are listening Absolutely. to us. And if we're wrong, if we're tell wrong, us. That's tell fine, us. too. Yeah, tell us. So I'm not going to Google it now, but... You have to look at it, and and so do we have the right to do that and be like, you know, this is pretty offensive. This this chap, this verse eighteen here. I'm just going to cut it out. I'm going to blotch it out of the Bible. Do we have the right to do that? Absolutely not. No, because you're taking away the mind of Christ. Yeah. Really. Well, and Matthew four four. Now, keeping in mind, this is right after Christ hungered for forty days with no food. He was hungry. Right. And he was vulnerable. He was weak. He, in the flesh, he was weak, right? And this is right after Satan tempted him. Uh, let me. Yeah, we've talked about that a bunch. Or yeah, how we would stroke, struggle in that instance. Absolutely. <laughs> the Satan says, "Why don't you command these stones to become bread?" Okay. And and Christ's response. Look at it. it. Says, "But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word.'" That proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word. Mm -hmm. We live off of every word, not some of the words, not most of the words, but every word. So you take away some of these words, it does not profit you. Remember, you're taking away from the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. You know, Christ is the only one that has been in heaven and left it to come down here to show us how to get back there. Yeah. Why would you not follow every word that he says? Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. That's idiocracy mm-hmm. at its finest. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't change, take away, add to it. You can't do anything and make it more perfect. It is perfect the way it is. Live from it. Yeah. And follow it. And that's what we're commanded to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of folks, you know, they'll... They'll start following a person. Maybe he's a really good speaker. He's a really good talker. Mm. You know, and, and they'll, they'll follow him and um, not even question that everything he says is from the Bible. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, it's, you know, it's a big issue. I remember, um, I mean, we could go so many directions with this. Yeah. We don't, and, you know, we only got like 20 minutes left. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we... Uh, I had a, a gal call wanting to know if we wanted to be a part of the... There was a, a, a Christian um, band coming to the area and wanted to know if we wanted to, you know, come be at the concert or whatever, be part of their event that they were having. And, you know, they're a, a, a musical instrument band. And I said, well... You know, we're, we don't believe that um, we're to use instruments in our, in our worship, in our music, or in our song service to God. And, and I gave her a couple of verses. I think I was, I was corresponding with her on Facebook. That's what it was. So I was able to type a yeah. message back to her and give her a couple of passages. And, you know, she, I don't know, she didn't really respond, I don't think. But I got to thinking, has she ever questioned it? Yeah. This, this gal that's organizing this event, 
Has she ever questioned why we're doing what we do? You know, and us as Christians, we, we ought to do that all, all the time. Yeah. Why are we doing this? You know, why is this event or, you know, what is, what is this part of our worship? Is it, is it what's in scripture or is it what's not in scripture? And, and we don't, and a lot of folks today don't even question it. That's right. They just go along with it because they've been doing it forever, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, um, and I think, you know, as Christians, us, especially you and I, we grew up in the church. That's what it is. We grew up in the church. Yeah. Um, at some point, we really started questioning it. I did. Oh, yeah. And I was told to. My folks told me, go go study yourself and make sure, you know, you have to figure this out for yourself. Yeah. It's not what we say. It's not their faith. It's the faith. Yeah. And, and you have to go and question it. That's study right. it. Why do we do this? That's right. You have to question it, and 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 it should, it should back up to God's word. Yeah, always. And, and one of the verses that you gave her is Ephesians five nineteen. Yeah, that's speaking right. to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Yeah. Now, some people go here and ask the question. Well, it doesn't say we can't use it. Yeah. But when you ask a question like that. You know, and this is something that we addressed in the lesson as well. That's a heart problem. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're commanded in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Mm-hmm. We are commanded to love Him with all of our being, with everything. That is how we serve Him. That is how we show Him we love Him, mm-hmm. is serving Him and making sure that we are pleasing to Him. That question is a self-seeking question. Mm-hmm. You want instrumental music, so you're asking the question, where does it say I can't use instrumental music? Yeah, you're getting like, into like the silence want, of the scriptures. That's right. They want a verse that says you cannot use instrumental music. Yeah. Well, rather, looking at, at where we are permitted and commanded, speaking, you don't speak with instruments, you speak with your voice. Yeah. You know, and... It, not just any psalm or hymn that you want. It has to be a spiritual song. Yeah. So, again, we can't get up there and sing ACDC, yeah. you know, or, or as long as you don't use you the like. guitar, you're yeah, fine. As long as you don't use the guitar, that's not it either. It has to be a spiritual song singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Again, it's about turning your heart to the Lord. Yeah. That's what it is always about, giving your heart to to the Lord and singing spiritual songs because you are teaching one another. Yeah. You know, that is how you teach one another. Yeah. Through psalms and hymns and how many times did you did you um, randomly just start reading somewhere a lot of times in psalm, right? You're reading through psalm and then you're like, "Hey, this is a song that we sing." Yeah. Right? Mhm. That was a spiritual song, yeah. Because it was a scriptural song, mm-hmm. and that's so we have it has to be a scriptural songs. And there's a lot of times where songs are in the songbooks that we sing that are not scriptural, yeah. So we have to just because it's in the songbook mm-hmm. doesn't mean we can sing it either. Well, and even just like last week, we how we started our podcast off with a song that we sung that went really well that's with right. the lesson, yeah. And and so. You know, um, let's see, it was 8.16. I can't remember the name of the song. But anyways, it went right along with the lesson. How many times does that happen? You know, if we get the topic of the lesson, we can pick out songs that that go along with it. Yeah. And it just kind of helps us, you know, emphasize what we're studying. That's right. And, uh, you know, this this Wednesday, we're going to have a song service. And we're going to sing songs in our worship to God. And, and we would love to have visitors come. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be great. So we we sing about twenty or so songs, probably. Um, you still have to get your songs to me. I by still, the way. yes, that's <laughs> I got it on my list of things to do. I'll be sending those to you here soon. But yeah, no, and that that's what we do. Um, and and the thing is, everything that we do is backed up by scripture. That's right. And so. You know, a lot of people say, well, that's just your interpretation or that's your thought. That's that's how you interpret the Bible. You you do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. 
Um, but you're not united that way. That's right. And and we can unite around the scriptures. And and if it if the scripture is open to interpretation, mm-hmm. so we can take it and interpret it however we want. How is how is all of those different ways the one faith? Yeah. Going back to Ephesians four five. Mm-hmm. That's more than one faith. That's multiple faiths. Mm-hmm. No, there's only one that is acceptable to God. Mm-hmm. He has given us the knowledge and the ability to rightly divide the word of truth. That's why we're commanded to study it in Second Timothy two fifteen. Mm-hmm. Study yourself approved unto the Lord. A workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, and I, I'll, I'll explain it like this too. Like we're we're being on the safe side, you know. We, we, we want to be on the safe side. There's no gray area. <laughs> yeah. You know, just do what it says in the scriptures and and be on the safe side. And it reminds me of, um, you know, hauling something on a trailer or on a flatbed truck. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we joke around um, between me and my dad. I've gotten away with a lot of sketchy tie-down jobs in my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. And and my dad's not that way. He, you know, he'll put four or five straps on there. And I used to think he was just overkilling it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day I lost about three thousand dollars worth of stainless on the freeway because I just put oh, one man. one strap on it. It was in a hurry, you know. And as I'm getting rode up a ticket for you know damaging three or four cars, I don't remember you know the whole oh wow specifics. I remember standing there with the officer looking at the five or six straps on the back of my truck. <laughs> that were not being used. That were not being used. Yeah. Yep. And and so from then on, boy, I'm gonna use every strap in the truck. You know, I put, I put, I do the same thing. And there's a reason. It's better safe because, than sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, if you use everything you have to have a safe trip, <laughs> tying things down. Yeah. Then you got. I mean, you did everything you could. Yeah. And that's how I think we are as Christians. You know, we're doing everything we can to be on the safe side. Yeah. Being a Christian. That's right. And and in our worship to God, in our everyday walk through life, you know, just trying you know, trying to be on the safe side. And are we gonna stumble? Yeah. We all stumble. You know, we all we all sin and we have to repent of those sins. And thank goodness, you know, Jesus was the avenue for us to be forgiven of our sins. That's right. And and so you know, there's there's just a, a simple analogy that I think about. You know me, I'm a I'm no, an analogy person. You know what's funny is my dad used to do the same thing. We would be going across town. Now, yeah. keeping in mind, it's a lot like Blackfoot. I sure. grew up in a very small town. Sure. Five minutes from one side of town to the <laughs> other, going thirty miles an hour, right? Yeah. And so he would use so many straps and so much rope, and I'm like, Dad, we're literally going like. Just a couple miles, like I think seriously, we can we're all, fine. We can all relate to this oh, yeah. analogy. And then, but now that I grow up, man, I do the same thing. I I just wrap it. And luckily, I never was on the interstate and lost something. Oh, it's a disheartening <laughs> thing. But <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we joke around, and we laugh because every dad, it, once he gets the strap tight, is gonna flick the strap and it's gonna go fling, and you gotta say. That ain't going nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like a dad thing to do. That ain't going nowhere, you know. And But but that's, boy, if you use that example as being a Christian, yeah. we're being on the safe side, okay? And mm-hmm. I'd rather be on the safe side than the risky side. Because you might make it. Well, and You might make it across town with your load. Yeah. But and, you're more than likely not going to, you that's know. That's right. And, you know, I... When it comes to our salvation, we got one shot at it. Yeah, you know we don't we don't get you know do overs. You know we got one shot, and you know as it we have scripture to illustrate that we stick to the pattern. Mm-hmm. You know another one we we've brought out two already. Romans six seventeen. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which. You were delivered. Now understand here, that form is, another word for form is pattern. So the same pattern or the examples that we have through Scripture, holding to that form of doctrine, not adding to it, not taking away from it, again, holding to that form to which you were delivered. Yeah. This is how we're going to be delivered, mm-hmm. holding to the pattern. Yeah. You know, And that's why 
it is so dangerous to add to it, to take away from it, or even to dig into silence. It's not your place to dig into silence. Mm -hmm. It's silent for a reason. You know, the Bible does not have every single answer. It has what you need to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. If it had every answer, it would be so thick you would never be able to read it in a lifetime, let alone study it, right? Mm -hmm. It's what we need. Mm -hmm. And these examples are here so we know how to follow Him. Mm -hmm. So all this new stuff that comes up, Well, and I think we have to be careful. You know, we use the analogy of the wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. We have to watch out for those folks. That's right. That are going to look like a sheep, Mm -hmm. but they're actually a wolf. I'm reminded, and I I hesitate using um, movies as an example, because not everyone's seen the movie or whatever, or you date yourself, you know. But Mm -hmm. I remember um, the movie Independence Day. With Will Smith, yeah. you know, and they and they 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 went in the spaceship that 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 had been recovered, and they flew it up to the mothership, and they looked exactly like, and it took hold and brought them right in, like they were of the fold. Okay, uh, uh, they were they were friendly, and they and they figured out real quickly that they weren't friendly, you know. That's right. Yeah, in the, in the spaceship, that, and they planted a virus or something on the ship. Yep, and and they left. Uh, barely made it out of there alive, um, but they they got in there by being basically the wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, and and it was just a downfall in their defenses, whatever. And this mm-hmm. is a, just a you know, an, an, a fictional movie. Yeah, yeah, fictional movie. Yeah, non-fictional, non-fiction. I don't. I get those. It wasn't mixed true. Up. I know. I did it too. wasn't true. I get those mixed up. Anyways, it's it, non-fiction because that's no. It's fictional. Fictional, yeah. Non-fiction's right. true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, folks, for having this debate. I <laughs> we mean, know the Bible. We don't know other books. <laughs> we're showing our true colors. Uh, I'm a welder, okay? <laughs> exactly. But but anyways, the, my point is we have to be careful of those folks that come in and want to introduce something that's not um, scriptural. That's right. And they can come in real slow and easy. And, and we have to just be on guard and, and be ready and... And, you know, that's what, we, that's what we were studying Sunday, you know, is, you know, trying to I- identify and understand why we do what we do with our funds, mm-hmm. our worship to God, all those things. Yeah. And, you know, going to what you were talking about, First Timothy chapter 1, okay. 3 and, and following. Because another good analogy is like a spy. You okay, know, yeah, he, sure. He comes in and... He, or they'll put on the other one's uniform just to get in. That's right. And then know? as soon as they get in, they, they kill everyone, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, as we have a spiritual warfare that we're fighting, they come in and destroy all, everyone by turning them to false, you know, um, a false teaching. So starting in verse 3 of First Timothy chapter 1, he says, As I urge you when I went into Macedonia, Remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, mm-hmm. nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith. So, again, in verses 5, the pure heart, as we are to love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our being, right? God desires a pure heart. Yeah. Teach no other doctrine so you have that pure heart. And also for conscience sake and from sincere faith. It's only sincere faith when you are heeding to the doctrine and no other doctrine. Yeah. Only the doctrine. Mm-hmm. The true doctrine. Because the word of Christ is what saves us from eternal damnation. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 you know, that's, that's exact, that's a great verse for us. And one thing that I love is everything should have a verse to back it up. Oh yeah. And it does. We can find, and that's what makes the Bible so spectacular is that, you know, it doesn't contradict itself at all. No, it doesn't. There's, there's always an answer. And that's how you know it's from God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's no way that a, a human being could put this together. You know, and I, I, you know, I deal a lot with business and taxes and things. And if you ever were able to stack up um, the United States tax laws, 
I think it'd be like 11 foot tall, the book of all oh, the laws yeah. of taxes yeah. that were put together by men and complicated. Oh my goodness. They're so complicated. We have to hire someone just that, that, that only does that yeah. taxes. And they have to study it constantly and constantly and know the changes and the things that change. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's in course, you know, we're at that time of year, everyone's doing their taxes. Just got mine it, done. It's confusing as can be. Oh yeah. And, and, and you know, for me in the business, there's, I, there's no way I could do it myself. No way. You know, these, all these commercials we see right now of, uh, the, uh, tax, you know, uh, what is it? I can't even think of it. Commercial must not have been very good, right? H and R Block or something. Yeah, just H and R Block or like the online ones, um, TurboTax. That's what it was. Oh yeah. You know those kinds of things. Um, they, there's no way I could do my taxes on those. Well, you have a company that you have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Too. And so it's like, so when I think of that, I'm, I'm like, so my reason for bringing this up is, thank goodness, man did not come up with this Bible <laughs> because yeah. he the, only it complicates would, it. It would have, yeah. Man, Absolutely. Man complicates everything we put, you know, everything. Well, and that actually goes back to what you were talking about with the congregation in Pocatello, mm -hmm. the marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Man complicated it yeah. to try to twist it in a way to where he can still hang on to his third wife mm -hmm. when he has no scriptural grounds to remarry. Yep. So they, they complicate it in so many ways to where everyone's, well, let's just agree to disagree. Yeah. Which, again, you can't do that because that's not the one faith. No. That's not uniting in the Lord. No. And Second uh, Timothy 4, another good one to bring up, you know, is uh, starting in verses 1 through, we'll go through verse 5 of Second Timothy 4, starting in verse 1. It says, okay. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead... At his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Okay. And so this is a, he is writing to Timothy, who is a, a preacher, but notice, stick to the word, and only mm -hmm. the word. Yeah. And convict, convict, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Mm -hmm. But notice, because people turn away from the truth. They want, they want they will not endure sound doctrine. That's right. They, they want to feel good. Mm -hmm. They've actually, uh, somebody came up to my dad after he got done preaching. She's like, you know what? I don't care what you preach. I just want to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yes, you have lessons that should make you feel good. But if you're serving the Lord with all your heart, every lesson is going to be good. Whether it's, it's, it's a convicting, you know, whether it's, it's convicting you of, of the sin that you are committing that is a good lesson. Yeah, preacher, were you preaching to me this yeah. morning? You know, it's like, I guess I was. You know, I, you know. <laughs> that's happened to me so many times. Where, I, what's funny is the one that I'm actually preaching to, it goes right over their head, and then someone else, <laughs> someone else says something, and they're like, "You were preaching to me." I'm like, "Well, I wasn't." But that's that's the good thing about the Word of God. Yeah, it'll if, prick who it pricks. You yeah, know? if it if it conflicts something that you're doing, you better look at it. Absolutely. And, and I think too, we we tend to get our feelings in the way, yeah. And, and we think, well, you're just picking on me. Mm -hmm. No, the word of God's picking on you. Yeah, you know. And and that's the thing that I keep trying to um deflect. You know, if you want to come to me and say, "Man, Chad, you're just being so mean," nope, it's not me. It's in the word. Yeah, show me. You know, and of course, we have to be ready. Maybe something we said was off. Yeah, we have to try to, to say it in a loving we, way. We need to look at too, but you know, make sure that we're right. Yeah, as teachers. But uh, you know, that's what happens. Is um, yeah. I, I try to deflect that you're not arguing with me. You're arguing with the Word of God. That's and right. I, I think it's so important to make sure people understand that. And there's a. A man-made belief that is going around a lot 
That is, let's just, they twist the word love. Let's just love each other for who we are. Rather, you know, essentially what they're trying to say is it doesn't matter what you're doing, the sins you're committing, let's just get together and love one another. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's actually, it was condemned in First Corinthians 5, where the man was sleeping with his father's wife, right? Mm-hmm. He was told to, to get him out of there. Yeah. And that's not okay, you know, and, and he even condemned, in that text, he wasn't, condemning the man who was sleeping with his father's wife. He was already condemned. He mm-hmm. was condemning the congregation for allowing it. Mm-hmm. And yet, for whatever reason, people still want to have that notion. Yeah. And, and they were boasting in this, well, let's just let love abound. Yeah. That's not the love that God is commanding us to have for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, going to what you were talking about. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's not what we're saying... It's what God says, and and you know that we've we've read tons of things this evening on it. Um, you know, keep the traditions, hold the traditions. You know, uh, the traditions given to us um, in First Corinthians eleven two and and Second Thessalonians five fifteen. Yeah. You know, um, and and you know, withdraw. You know, we could talk about Second Thessalonians three six real quick. That's right. Um, withdraw from anyone who does not hold to form that's right you know and 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 that's the thing that you know that doesn't mean that you can't talk to them anymore or whatever but if it's i'm reminded i think of that toy that we used to have when we were kids it was like the looked like a soccer ball looking thing with all the shapes in it and you and you had like a, a triangle Oh, uh, right. piece that you could put in and the circle piece and the square yeah. and all that and, and you'd fit all those shapes in through whichever hole you rolled the ball okay? Yeah. and if it didn't fit you try another hole and you could get all those shapes in there but if there was one that was wrong I mean you, you weren't getting it in there That's you, know, right. you couldn't stuff one of your other toys in there it didn't mm-hmm. fit it wasn't to form That's right. it wasn't to form it didn't fit and, and so if you're Doing something that's not in the word, you don't fit. Yeah. It's it, not to form. If you're not holding to that form of doctrine, that pattern of doctrine that is found, that example, yeah, then you are not a Christian. Mm-hmm. You are not a follower of Christ. No. Now, that, that's a hard saying for a lot of people to, to hear. However, again, you're not... We're not arguing. It, it's the word of God. What's the verse? Um, have I not prophesied in thy name? Have I not cast out demons? Cast in your out demons in your name. Where's that at? Oh, I'm trying to Corinthians. Um, That's. I'm thinking of that, where there's going to be uh, folks that say, "Hey, I I was a Christian, you know, on Judgment Judgment Day." Oh, Matthew. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, that, I, I that really was Christ teaching. You, you did. Um, I was thinking of First Corinthians thirteen, but he doesn't talk about it there. No. Um, and he says, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Yeah, that's right. Luke, Luke six, I think. Let's actually turn over there. It's going to be amazing if I'm right. <laughs> Sorry, I de- derailed us here, but it's an important scripture because absolutely. Um, you know what? I don't think it is Luke 6. I'm not there yet. Um, I was thinking of 46. Was it in Matthew? He actually says it, I, I believe, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> yeah, it's in so, all of those. Uh, let me see. Uh, no, Luke 6, 46 is uh, building your house upon the rock. Oh. Uh, so it's in Luke? No, it's not. <laughs> everyone's going. Yep, that dead silence. But Everyone's going, it's in... I know someone yeah. could say, but... Email you, it to us. Yeah, email it to us. <laughs> but and we'll find it. Um, but you know what, I'm, what he's talking about. It's the same thing. They weren't true to form. That's right. And so they were rejected. Yep. You know, and, and the blocks, same thing. If it was didn't fit, it was rejected. Yeah. You know, you watch a two year old play with that toy. If it doesn't fit, he's gone. He didn't you know, yeah. Not playing with that toy anymore, it gets rejected. And so um and so 
you know that here we are that's gonna bug me all night man that's gonna bug me i know but we're out of time so you can send us an email um on that i hope that everyone here has enjoyed the study this evening um we've certainly enjoyed it and we could I know go, I have yeah we could go on and on and on and we're, we're we thank you for listening um you know give us a share um if you if you like our podcast share us on facebook share us on with your friends um we'd we'd love for you to do that and we we really enjoy our time with you and uh send us an email if you like or, or a message you can send us a message on facebook but truth and agape love at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you if you have anything that you'd like for us to discuss so with that we'll see you all next week have a good night everyone